It is Tuesday. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. Everybody in America, or at least the 44 states that have it, has gone Powerball crazy. We will talk a little bit about the North American International Auto Show. We will talk about Snapchat and their ad platform, and we'll get into Peach. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkren. You can connect with me in a variety of ways. Um, the easiest, probably Eric at MLive.com. The second easiest, on Twitter. You can either type in Eric Hulkren, H-U-L-T-G-R-E-N, or my Twitter handle is Polymath and Vine. So P-O-L-Y-M-A-T-H-A-N-D-V-I-N-E. Or Facebook or Vine or Snapchat or even Peach. And if you don't know what Peach is, or maybe you've been seeing people talk about Peach and going, "What is this? An- what is this? Is this another one? Oh, no, it's another one. Yes, it is another one. But again, if we're talking about being practitioners, if we're talking about being curious, if we're talking about trying to figure out where the audience is going, these are the things you at least have to check out. And it started bubbling up on Friday. It's from the guys who did Vine. And essentially, it's... If you've played around with Slack, this is going to make a lot of sense to you. If you have not, Slack or Basecamp, most, most likely Slack. But if you have not played with those, then you'll really enjoy Peach. It'll be an, like a whole new experience for you. Peach is essentially if Instagram, Snapchat, and Slack had a baby. What it is is, again, another social medium where you can go on and you can share uh, thoughts about what's going on in your day um, but and images. And all of that sounds like just about every other social medium on on earth. What I like about this, there's two things. And one of them I'm going to apologize for. The other one I think is an actual asset that somebody is going to steal, likely Twitter. I will use that for my friend, Jeff Barrett, who, uh, when he and I were talking about this, he thought the same thing, that Twitter was going to be the one to steal this thing. The thing that Twitter is going to steal is this idea of magic words. My favorite thing about Peach right now is this idea of magic words. So if you type the word good and it knows that it's morning, it automatically updates your status to say good morning with the weather and what's going on in your city. Same with good night. If you type in GIF or GIF, depending on how you want to pronounce it, it automatically gives you the library of Gifly so you can pull up any GIF or GIF that you would like automatically. That's a thing that Twitter needs. Uh, and that the magic words are genius. You can do the same thing with uh, turning the app into a drawing platform. You can do it uh, with emojis. You can do it with, I think there's about 15 magic words. And the magic word part of Peach is the sublime part of Peach, the thing that I've enjoyed the most. The other thing that I'm going to be totally apologetic for, because I know it's wrong, but I'm still enjoying it, it has been a long, long time since I've been able to be on an app the nanosecond that it came out, essentially. So on Friday, when it starts to be able to jump in there and start talking to people that you would have no connection with in any one of the other mediums that you might be using because, well, there's nobody else on the platform, is an interesting space to be in. It's fun to see the server crash because so many people are on it. It's fun to see them twerking the app over the course of the weekend so people can use it a little bit better. And that is fun for me to experiment with. That is a fun place to be. And so if you haven't, it is Tuesday. It's been out for five days at this point. If you haven't downloaded Peach and played with it, I think you at least deserve to go look at it, especially with the leaps and bounds that Snapchat has made in the last 90 days. I think you should look at Peach. 
Will it survive? I have no idea. I don't know at this point because I'm not really sure what the usability is. It's fun to play around with. It's fun to connect with new people that I would have never met. All those things are fun. But had I not joined on Friday, would I be having the same experience? I am not sure at all. What I am sure, though, is that you should tune in and play with the magic words because that's that's going to come to something. It's going to come to Facebook. It's going to come to Instagram or it's going to come to Snapchat or it's going to come to Twitter. One of them is going to want to use that technology. It's not unlike Twitter announcing, oh, no, Facebook Live is out. And what does Facebook Live do? It puts live video in your stream so you can see it as you're going through your news feed. Well, now Periscope announced this morning that they are going to have the feeds show up in your Twitter feed and automatically start playing. So you will be able to see, much like on Facebook, you'll be able to see these periscopes start playing. So instead of having to take the extra action of clicking and going into Periscope and watching the video, it'll live natively on Twitter, which you might remember from the natively on Facebook conversations that we've had a thousand of. Okay, this weekend, as uh, actually yesterday, was the first of two media preview days of the North American International Auto Show. I will be there Thursday and Friday, and I'm hoping to do at least Facebook Live from there, if not a podcast or two, as we get to see the future of the auto industry and talk a little bit more about driverless cars, talk a little bit more about what that future looks like, talk about what's in the dashboard, what sort of things that we can play with. Maybe we'll uh, take a look at the uh, Netflix application that you'll be able to see in the driverless cars. I know we talked about that before. So very excited to get on the showroom floor and uh, check out the cars and see what is going on and what the future of the auto industry is going to be as we uh, near the, the tipping point, I would say, from when we decide which way we're going to go. I mean, there's lots of discussions about what other fuel sources we can use, but people are much more excited, much, much, much more excited for obvious economic reasons about the idea of driverless cars. Because if we can get everybody in driverless cars, we have uh, less conversations about gas at this point because people are excited that they don't have to drive anymore. So uh, I'll give you an update as I see that stuff. And as I promised, we'll talk a little bit about Snapchat because I'm still getting a lot of people asking me questions about what should we do, especially now that a lot of people are jumping into Snapchat and playing around. There's a lot more new people playing around and learning how to break it. And I've said this before, but I'm getting this question over and over and over again about what do you do on Snapchat? And the one I got this morning, which I think is a more important question is, how do I get people to follow my Snapchat? This is the key. If you've been watching on Facebook and or Twitter over the last six months, you've six months, I should say, you might have seen people have their profile picture changed to their snap ghost picture. Why are they doing that? Well, because it's very difficult on Snapchat to look people up. It's not like Facebook. It's not like Twitter. You can't just look people up and add them. Once you know their username, you can absolutely do that. But it's not really intuitive to figure out. I've got a friend named Julian Garcia. And when Snapchat first was bubbling up about a year ago, I thought I added him. I did not add him. I added a different Julian Garcia, which I've since kept because he's uh, nothing like the Julian Garcia that I know, which I find hilarious. It's like my little inside joke for myself on Snapchat. So what do you have to do? Well, you've got to get somebody to come from a different platform over to Snapchat. And why is that important? Well, that is important, my friends, because you make them, you don't, the Snapchat app adds a level of frustration a level of friction. It's one extra step that they have to take to go follow you on Snapchat, which means your content has to be A-plus caliber content. It has to be killer content. As we talked about a couple days ago, uh, even though everyone is talking about the ad platform, 
and Snapchat is pouring money into this ad platform to figure out how they can deliver the kind of analytics that you are used to on Instagram and on Facebook. Because why? Well, they need to to get big brands in there, especially when big brands are going to have a hard time understanding ephemerality, the, the idea that the ad is there and then it's gone. It's not sitting there. It's not like a display ad where it runs a full campaign. It's there and then it's gone. And that's hard for bigger brands to understand. It's not hard when you deliver killer metrics, but right now Snapchat doesn't have that. It has the ephemerality. It doesn't have the analytics yet. They're working on that. As people are figuring out what to put in the advertising space, you need to know that you need to be putting stuff in the content space that's killer content. Your stories have to be uh, A-plus material. What is the thing that makes you interesting and how can you tell those stories? And then like any platform, you've got to be consistent. It's easy to jump in and jump out of Snapchat, but that's going to be really hard for you to build a cadence and really hard for you to build an audience if you're doing it for a day, then not doing it for two days, then doing it for an hour, then not doing it for a week. That's not the consistency that people are looking for. And if you're going to start playing around in the story ecosystem, which I think you should, it's the strongest part of Snapchat and the most interesting and the place where all of us should be playing because it's low impact, right? You don't have to invest to do it. You just get to experiment. If you're going to do that, though, you've got to consistently tell a story that matters to your audience. And to quote Seth Godin, tell a story consistently to an audience that you care about and don't care about the people that you don't care about. You're not trying to tell a Snapchat story for everybody. You're not trying to go viral. You don't need to go viral. That's a thing. That's a buzzword that I know floats around. And a lot of people think, how do I make the next viral piece of You don't need to go viral. You need to connect with the people that you need to connect with in order to move your brand forward, to sell your wares, to increase your viewability in the world. That's what you're trying to do. You do not need to go viral to be successful. Sure, it helps, undoubtedly, but you don't need it. So what you should focus on is great content and getting it out there consistently and playing in these platforms and figuring out how people speak there and how you can mirror that language and excel on that platform, which is why when people are playing around with Peach in the first four or five days, it's a good time to get in there and play around with them. Why? Because nobody knows what they're doing. Not one person in there knows what they're doing, and you can figure it out together. That's kind of a fun space to be. Okay, have a great day. Tomorrow you will get the audio version of the Jeff Barrett keynote, and then we're going to talk about something um, that I think is really interesting, and I hope you'll find it interesting too. It's the idea of negative audience targeting. What is negative audience targeting? We will talk about it this week. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast.